Holly G with the Golf Insiders for today's edition of For Your Game. It's a new year, many of us making New Year's resolutions, and that includes our golf games, no doubt. And so it's my pleasure to have on the show today PGA member Jay Golden. He has taught everyone from beginners to tour professionals. He's seen it all. One of the best in our business. Jay, thanks for being on the show today. Well, thanks. Thanks for asking me to be on. Well, hey, let's talk about how to consistently shoot lower scores. We're all trying to improve our game. We have high hopes at the beginning of the year of, uh, you know, where where we can uh, take our game to the next level and bring that handicap down. So uh, give my listeners some uh, ideas on how they can go about that. Well, first of all, they say the most important club in the bag is a pencil and has no eraser. You know, golf grips are made out of rubber, which is similar to an eraser. And one of the things that I learned in caddying and coaching on the uh, PGA Tour and Web.com Tour is that you could use your golf grip as an eraser. And that's the first tip, you know, cheating is, is huge. And No, but seriously, the way to, uh, but it does work. <laughs> it, it really does work. But um, the my, way to- my old friend, Jay, Jack O'Leary, longtime writer for the Boston Herald, used to say, a real golfer keeps his scorecard with a pen. And he did. <laughs> that's pretty bold. All right. Which reminds me of a story. Uh, I was in the Chrysler National Putting Championship 25 years ago, and it was in conjunction with a, PG, a senior PGA, a senior event, PGA Tour. And Arnold Palmer, during for the first round, he was walking to the first tee, and I said to myself, I'm going to watch. I, I was practicing putting at the time. The, championship didn't start yet and I said I'm going to watch Arnold Palmer to see everything he does exactly I'm going to just watch every inch of what he does and he did something I start laughing not that he could hear me and I go in the other direction I didn't even watch him hit and that night there was a little bit of a cocktail party and, and Arnold Palmer was sitting alone this was before uh, he really knew me. You know, at one point I actually worked with Arnold Palmer on his golf game prior to his last bagel appearance when he was 74 years old. I was coaching him. But anyhow, that night he was sitting alone at a table, momentarily probably, you know, other people were going to join him. And I said, Mr. Palmer, I saw you do something today that I'm going to remember the rest of my life. Could I tell you what it is? And he thought I was going to say something like, keep your head still or swing hard or something like that. I said, you walked up to the scoring scorer's table to get your scorecard. You took a pencil out of the pencil box, and you took the point, and you dulled the point. You pressed it several times against that pencil box, and you felt it with your thumb until it was somewhat blunt. And at that point, you put it in your pocket. And I'll remember that the rest of my life because I learned that from Arnold Palmer. <laughs> he started laughing. He goes, you got to tell that story over there to those guys. But anyhow, that reminded me when you said, you know, a pen or a pencil or whatever. But tricks of the trade. I mean, he was serious about that. 
You know, he put that in his back pocket, and when he went for his pencil during the round, he didn't want to prick his finger. But anyhow, shooting low scores. The way to shoot low scores is to be pretty good at every shot. Not great at every shot, but just pretty good, so that no matter what shot you have, whether it's a drive, whether it's a, a low chip out from the woods, whether it's a sand shot, whether it's a, a downhill putt, an uphill putt, a pitch shot from 60 yards, 50 yards, from the rough, from the fairway. You, if you're just decent at every shot, that's how you shoot low scores consistently. Then the question is, well, how do you get decent at every shot? But even before you say that, people, for the most part, they might they go to the golf course, they might do a little putting, they might do a little chipping, they're definitely going to hit. But that's about it. You know, a few minutes of putting, maybe a couple minutes of chipping, and then they hit, 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 they get tired, they get depressed, they get hot, and they leave. But let's just say sand shots. Let's just say, you know, if you a round of golf is like a chain with a hundred links. One bad link in that chain, you got a bad chain. So let's just say, for example, you're not you're bad at sand shots. You leave it in the trap. You leave it in again. Then you skull it over the green. Then you're upset. You hit your chip shot fat. Then you three putt, and you make an eight or a nine at the hole on a hole. It's over. It's over. What what was the reason that it's over? Because you were not good at sand shots. So I'm not saying that you have to hit a sand shot like a lot of the pros do, five feet or less. They almost sink it. They hit it two feet away, one foot. But you got to get it on. You got to be 15 feet away. You got to get out of the trap. You can't ruin your whole round because you don't know how to hit sand shots. Now taking that to the next level. In the sand. There's a level lie, there's an uphill lie, there's a downhill lie. There's a very lie. Side hill lie towards you, side hill lie away from you, with the ball sitting up perfectly, with the ball half, half buried, with the ball buried. I mean, you do the math there. That's a lot of different situations for different distances. So what I'm saying is the way to get consistently good is to get decent at every shot. Now, the good news is, it's really not that hard to get decent at every shot. If you learn the fundamentals of an uphill sand shot or a side hill sand shot, you learn the fundamentals, you practice it a little, you're going to get it within 10, 15, 20 feet, but you're not going to leave it in the bunker. But here's the problem, that there are, it's not hard to get decent at a shot, but there are 200 shots. You know, just think about a pitch shot, uphill or downhill or side hill or a tight lie or bare lie or from the rough, from 10 yards, 20, 50 yards. Lots of carry, no carry. Right, different heights. So what I'm saying is that for the average, for the you know, and we'll talk about different levels of golfers. For the average golfer, let's say someone shoots 90, 95, 100, whatever. Obviously, they're not going to practice all those. They're not going to learn all those. But you at least have to be decent at short putting, middle putting, long putting, a low chip, a higher chip with a sand wedge or a 60-degree, uh, short irons, middle irons, long irons, woods, sand shots in general. You know, there's, there's about six different categories, putting, chipping, pitching, full swing, and we'll call strategy or whatever. But 
the trick to shooting low scores, and we're just talking about the average golfer now, you have to be decent at every shot. You can't, you can't have a, a bare lie and uh, from 30 yards and scull it over the green. Now you're in a sand trap and it rolled too far, so now you have a downhill lie in the sand trap. You scull it over the green, you come back, you made a 72 on the hole, and that's actually the par for the whole course. But what I'm saying is that when you're in a bare lie, you have to at least hit it on the green. You have to get a decent shot. So for the average golfer, when you go to the golf course, practice short putting, middle putting, long putting, low chips, high chips, a few sand trap shots if there's a trap, and the full swing. Practice a little of everything. Now, if you want to be a tour pro, and I've worked with a lot of tour hopefuls and some tour pros, and my son played in the U.S. Open. I've played in... 300 tournaments. I haven't won any, but you can't win them all. You know what I'm saying, Howard? <laughs> you can't win them all. But if you really want to get great at golf, now you have to practice every just 200 shots when you consider the different lies. You have to know how to do all of them. You have to practice all of them. And like Ben Hogan said, there's not enough hours in a day to practice every shot that you need. But you better try. And you know, there's a lot of tour hopefuls say, oh, I, I'm doing it the right way. You know, they practice an hour. They play 18 holes. They practice an hour. That's only two hours of practice. and That's not the way to do it. you got to practice, try to practice every shot, every day. Learn your fundamentals for it from all different lies. And if you do, you will start shooting low scores consistently because you're not going to be that one bad link in the chain. Well, listen. Because, yeah. You mentioned something. So a lot of this sounds good in theory, right? But you mentioned something, and that's, you know, strategy. And let's talk a little bit, because I think this is where amateurs, especially, you know, average golfers, could shave 10 strokes off their game, Jay, easily by making the smart shot. Not the all-world, you know, your career shot of the day, which so many amateurs do when they get in those situations. But if you watch and listen to the guys on the PGA Tour, you know, a lot of times they're just, you know, they're, they're trying to make the next best second shot or third shot, right? They want to get themselves in position. They're not trying to be a hero, you know, in a in a place where – they got a lot better chance of making that shot than, you know, average Joe golfer. So can you talk a little bit about that? I have, I have a, a saying, and that is the million-dollar shot. In other words, if you're 120 yards from the green and someone said, I will give you a million dollars to get it within 30 feet of that flag, what I say, 110 yards, uh, it, I'll give you a million dollars to get it in 30 feet. Now, 30 feet is not a great shot. It's just a good shot. But here's the question. If someone offered you a million dollars, what club would you use? Would you hit an easy nine iron or eight iron? Would you swing hard with a wedge? Would you hit it low? Would you hit it high? Would you take a three iron and just hit a little slice and roll it up? The question is, what gives you your highest percentage? Eight is for a million bucks. Not everyone is rich like you, Holly. Just for a million bucks. Right. What would you select 
to hit it within 30 feet for a million dollars. And believe me, what swing thought would you use? What would you be thinking of your arm? Would you think of just watch the club hit the ball? Would you swing easy? Would you swing hard? What gives you your best chance? Now, if you could do that on every shot, and it's difficult because emotions come into play. Oh, I, there's the flag. I want to go for it. Oh, I'm, I'm depressed because I'm playing lousy. Oh, I'm elated because I'm playing well. It is a tough decision. But like they say in Las Vegas, all those big buildings are built because the odds are only 55% for the house and 45% for the gambler. It's not like 99% and 1%. In other words, they know the percentage. So what I'm saying is, and it's not easy to know your percentage, but on every shot, on a drive, you want to hit it in the fairway for a million dollars, a decent distance. Would you swing hard? Would you play a slice? Would you, uh, would you use a three-wood? Would you, if every shot you thought of, and it's hard to do, I know that, they talk is cheap, but if you could somehow make every shot a million-dollar shot for a good shot, not a great one, You'll improve your golf course management. And I will say one other thing about amateurs and beginners and, and people that shoot 90 or whatever. When they're in trouble, when they're behind trees, they're in the trees, they try shots that tour pros wouldn't try. That's what I was oh, saying little, before. I know. like you know, There's a gonna, little hole in the tree there. I think I'll... Uh, I'll thread that needle. I've done it a million times. Not... Right. And then you hit the tree, and then you're behind the tree, and then you're upset, and then you hit it uh, in the sand trap, you skull it, you make a nine, the round so. If every shot, if you thought about, okay, I'm in trouble, I'll take my medicine here, I just want to get it back in play for a million dollars to hit a good shot. Now, for a million dollars to hit a great shot, you might want to go through that hole in the tree. But good shots lead to great scores. And I believe that if people would adopt that philosophy that all I want to do is hit a good shot. Okay, this is a narrow fairway, and there's uh, water on the right, and there's uh, out-of-bounds on the left. I'm going to hit a three-wood. I'm going to hit a hybrid off the team. I only want a good shot. I want to just keep it in play. And then just call Holly, and she'll send you the million bucks, and that's it. You know, one of the things, too, that you see when you go to tour events is how much time professionals spend not only on their shipping and their bunker play. By the way, Jane, in case you didn't get the memo, we don't call them traps anymore. We call them bunkers. I digress. You know, we just want to go to the range and you know, smack the big stick. But where do we score and make that million dollars? You putt for the dough, Jay. And, of course, you have to practice putting a lot, you know, and especially distance putting. You know, I give a lot of lessons. People, oh, how do I hit it the right distance on this 40-foot putt? I say, well, on a 40-foot putt, you want to bring the club back 7.3 inches, and you want to use 1.76% of your total power. Baloney, practice. The only way to learn distance is with practice. And feel. And it takes that's how you develop feel from practice. Take one ball on a practice putting green. Don't even hit the second putt. Just hit, hit a long putt to that hole. Then hit a long putt to another hole. Then hit a long putt to another hole. You do that for 10 minutes, you will improve your feel and your distance putting tremendously. All very, very good advice, Jay. 
Um, how how much time before you tee off do you suggest that a, a, a you know an average golfer spend time on? I mean, you know, so many of us we just you know get you know we go from the from the uh, from the trunk to the tee, so to speak. I'd say approximately three years, because if you could, no, <laughs> an hour, I would say an hour, you know, an hour. Makes a difference. It makes a difference. Which, we go out and there. Also, and also, the last thing you do is hit, because if you hit first, then you do some chipping, then you do some putting, uh, you're not as loose if you drive. So first putt, then chip, then pitch, then hit balls, then go to the first tee. And then people will say, well, how could I hit? as well on the first tee as I did on the driving range. And the answer, bring a bucket of balls with you, drag the mat with you, and you'll hit as good as you did on the range. You know, it's totally unrealistic to think that, you know, who hits better on the range than they do on the course every golfer in the history of golf. But still, the more you practice, your misses become less uh, to the left and to the right. And, And that's it. But I'd say an hour, start with putting, then chipping, Pitching a few sand shots, 20 minutes hitting balls, and then go to the first tee. But the last thing you do is hit. Good advice. And if you're looking to establish some new habits and a new routine in 2022, uh, he's one of the best. He's seen more golf swings than Rodney Dangerfield. It's not easy, you know. It's not. I tell you, I played a tough course. I lost three balls. That was just in the ball washers, you know. How tough was the course? I swung and missed five times. My caddy was throwing clubs. I'll tell you, it's a tough game. You know, Holly, it's tough. Well, Jay, you are one of the best of the best. And if my listeners want to reach out to you, because Jay Goldman is based right here in Orlando, Florida. And uh, I'll tell you what. You will have one of the best golf lessons ever and one of the most entertaining as well. So it's worth every, every minute of your time. I teach at Winter Pines Golf Course in Winter Park, Florida. And I have, and I'm on TikTok, get great at golf. TikTok, get great at golf. One of the things I'm proud of is that I have over 420,000 likes. And then the comments, Jay, you have a lousy swing. You know nothing about golf. You're stupid and you're ugly. That's one of my compliments on, <laughs> on the comments, which which I appreciate very much. Keeping those golfers yes. having fun. Keep swinging. Thank you, Jay Golden, PGA member. Thank you, Holly. Keep swinging.